Welcome to Look for the Light, a weekly recap and discussion show that will dive into each episode of HBO's television adaptation of the beloved video game series The Last of Us and explore the ways in which it expands upon the story of Joel and Ellie. This week, I'm joined by one of my best friends and my roommate, Braden McConnell, to talk episode three of The Last of Us, titled Long, Long Time. You are you are right across the hallway right now, Braden. We're doing this virtually, and yet <laughs> I could pretty much reach out to you. How, how are you doing all the way over there? Uh, oh, it's, it's crazy in here. Oh, man, I've been fighting for my life, you know. Um, no, this is really funny. I don't know. Something about this is just hilarious. I, you, If you took your headset off, you could probably hear me, but... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like, just straight up talking. We, I guess we could have been next to each other sharing a mic, but this is just way more fun. Yeah, there's a nicer vibe to it here, and I don't usually get you like the few times we've podcasted together. It's always been in person, and we're yeah. kind of still in person, but but not really. It's true. Like if you say something mean, I can just come over there and choke you out. I know, honestly. It's crazy. If you if, if you disagree with a take, you can show up in the frame, and I and I'll just be fighting for my life right now. It's true. It's like we can be keyboard warriors, but then we immediately have to deal with consequences. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Can't run from it any longer than ten seconds. <laughs> um, let's just get right into this episode because this week's episode of The Last of Us makes a very interesting choice in that two episodes into a show, you know, going into episode three, you would expect them to continue very heavily with the main plot they've set up. But in episode three of The Last of Us, we really barely get any focus on, on Joel and Ellie. We get some very nice Joel and Ellie moments in small doses. But um, this episode is largely about the character of Bill and Frank, which, if I mean, you've played the video games. Bill is a, a, a hardcore supporting character, and Frank is dead by the time you meet Bill in the game. So this yeah. is like a, a huge deviation. What do you make of, like, branching away and stepping away from Joel and Ellie this early into the show to, to focus on a different character? Well, so I completely approve. This episode was incredible. Uh, it's my favorite so far. It was, like, honestly, um, different strokes for different folks, but, like, it was one of my favorite television episodes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. Um, and... I feel like we did get just the right amount of Joel and Ellie. They still managed to weave it in in a way that worked. Um, They started with them just so you weren't lost and confused. They had a reason to go visit Bill, and then the episode was about Bill and Frank. Right. And that whole part, I didn't expect... Like, that's a master class in getting invested in characters in 45 minutes. Facts. Yeah. It was so, so good. And, no, even in fucking... Five minutes, like you're into well, ten, I guess. I don't know. You're introduced to Bill, and then is this spoiler free? <laughs> no, no, we're spoiling the whole, but just this episode, so don't talk anything okay, right, further yes. in the story. But we can talk everything about Bill, yeah. Okay, great. As soon as Frank started playing the piano, and Bill was like, No, 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 this is this is my jam, let me show you how I play this. Um, and then Bill started playing the piano, and it was like. The most emotional moment of the entire episode for me, and I'm not quite sure why. I think it was like a perfect disconnect between the modern world and um, post-apocalyptic world. It's like, I always find music has a very powerful reach in any medium you're trying to convey it in, but when Bill played the piano and he just sang that with all his heart, which, by the way, what if killer performance by nick offerman really truly yeah it was just so poignant and that song was so nice and well delivered and heartful 
that that made the whole episode for me 10 minutes in i was already fully invested in these characters i honestly i was worried that they were going to cut back to joel and ellie before they were before their time before they were supposed to but they didn't they stuck with them the whole way through and i thought that was incredible i agree i think it's a huge swing for them to just be like all right you're wanting joel and ellie here is frank and bill yeah. But they they really managed to pull it off, and I think that scene you're talking about in front of the piano is like kind of a masterclass in like setting characters up and showing their differences in such subtle ways. Like Frank chooses to play that song in such a happy, energetic, loud version, and then you hear Bill play it, and it's this very kind of quiet, um, sunken in version of the song. And yeah. I just think that that's like a really good choice to set up these who they are as people and how they're so different yet so so similar i didn't even think about that you're right yeah i didn't he did deliver quite happy and that goes to show the optimistic side of frank and how that changed bill right and how bill is really when he meets him he's kind of the opposite he's playing this kind of stripped back version of the song yep um man that scene yeah that scene really stood out to me but one i want to really quickly talk about um nick offerman in, in, in a bit of a deeper level because everybody's like the, the praise for him is already just off the charts. If you go on Twitter, if you go on Reddit, everyone's losing their minds and they're like, give this man an Emmy. Um, Murray Bartlett, I believe I pronounced his name. The guy who plays um, Frank, both incredible. What did you make of these, these two lead performances at the front of this episode? Because I think they do so much with such subtle details and they really, like you had kind of mentioned, they make you like fall in love with them in the course, course of 45 minutes. Yeah, um, I think one of the big things for Nick Offerman's performance for me is something he does in a lot of roles that he plays is that he can say so much while saying nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like that in Parks and Rec, which is a great show. Um, his facial expressions are just priceless there, and in a whole another way they're priceless here. It's like... Everyone's seen that archetype, really. The strong, quiet man. And it was really done quite well on this show. And I think uh, you said his name's Murray Bartlett? Yeah. He killed it as well. He was so full of heart. He was so optimistic. He really played the change in Bill's life Yeah, in such a good way. And when Bill gave that line... I wasn't afraid until you showed up. I think that's what he says. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah. It was it was so truthful and accurate and from the heart and it's one of the few emotional things Bill says in the entire episode and it just rings throughout all of it. Yeah. And it leads it le- like towards the end of the episode like what he does just makes so much sense and you, I mean, even speaking of that, like, I can't believe they deviated so far from the game. It's it's huge deviations, and I do want to talk about, like, later in the episode, I'll kind of bring things around to, like, video game Bill, and we'll compare them a little bit. But oh, yeah. a scene I wanted to mention before we get full on into the love story of, of Frank and Bill, just a scene before I forget to, to bring it up. Um, the opening scene with Bill, where you see him in full survival mode is is super entertaining with the with the music but i also think that this scene's really effective because it's pretty much like it's their response to all the fans who are going to be like but we didn't get the bill from the games they're like <laughs> yeah you did he's here for five minutes and then we tell a love story using the character instead 
Exactly. And I think, like, honestly, after that opening scene where you have Bill in, like, full survivor mode, just breaking into everywhere and setting up his town, I was like, you gave me Bill. You can do whatever you want for the rest of the episode. I'm fine with it. That man was having the time of his life. Yeah, that scene is hilarious. incredibly energetic. And I think that, like, I don't know, all the video game fans were going to be like, we didn't get the Bill that we know. I'm like, you did. You get him for the first five minutes, <laughs> yeah. and, then they, and then they do their own thing. The tripwire blows a zombie's head off, and he's like, <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> I love seeing all his traps in action. I'm glad yeah. that we got to see that still. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an, it's an incredibly fun way to introduce that character that it just pays homage to the video game version of him. Mm. Uh, and I, I felt like I had to bring it up. You know, a funny little thing that happened in this episode. Um, so I don't know quite exactly what happened here unless I missed something. But the Raiders invade. Um, Bill shot and first of all Frank's champ about it he's like pure action mode he's like yeah no you're you're not dying you're getting through this obviously and Bill has something in common with Archie and Andrews from Riverdale and it's that he dies and in the next scene he's just okay yeah that's true <laughs> you really see him like on on the verge of death and then it's just like 10 years later I know, like, oh, no, not on the verge, well, I mean, I guess on the verge of death, really, but he just, his, like, the life goes out of his eyes, and his eyes are open, and then next scene, he's, okay. I'm like, right, gotta yeah, gotta yeah. love when characters straight up die, and then they're just, thanks <laughs> to the power of TV, they're just like, no, but actually. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so, I think the choice to to make this episode a love story is so effective, because The Last of Us at its core is really a story about love and it's really a story about love for better and for worse and as we go through this story for people who are experiencing it for the first time there's a a long journey ahead of us about what love will do for the worse we're gonna see multiple times what loving someone can do and what it can make you do in the worst ways but i think it's so it's so clever because the game doesn't have this it doesn't have this optimism in any sense it's so wonderful to have an episode that's focused on what love can do for the better yeah. and and to show how really it saves these two people. I think it's such an effective choice to set up the story that we're about to be in for. Yeah, we're about to be in for a story too. If you honestly like the games are incredible, but I'm at this point in the show where I'm like if you haven't seen or sorry, if you haven't played The Last of Us, it might be better to watch it first. I don't know. Right. The TV show is so good. It has so many new ideas that it's adding to this to yeah. the story just constantly. And almost every time they change something, I'm just like, that's a good change. I don't think yep. I've been mad about a single change yet. No, I haven't. Um, I'm, well, ha- has there been any major changes aside from the way Tess died and Bill and Frank? Uh, just the test death is like the big yeah. one, and that proved that seemed to divide a lot of people after she got smooched on. But <laughs> it was major departure for sure. <laughs> uh, I think this episode. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Mm. The first two episodes of The Last of Us are very bleak, and everything going forward will often be bleak. But I think Absolutely. that having an episode like this that provides a lot of levity. Do you think that that like pace, pacing wise and kind of structurally for the story? Do you think it's good to add in this kind of optimistic perspective before the story descends down the rabbit hole yeah um i think it's not necessarily 
it's more accurate than the games i think and i guess i get it it's a it's an apocalyptic world and zombies are everywhere life is incredibly hard but like even in a world like that you'd still find music and happiness you know the games are like especially into the second one it's just sort of endlessly bleak like i don't think life's like that and i think the directors get that Mm -hmm. like obviously this life is much different than that one but it's just more accurate to have moments of happiness in anything right i think i agree and i think it it's effective to show that it's not just a moment for for some people like Joel and Ellie will have moments of happiness, but to have these characters and I have, you know, I've seen people online already being like, what's the point of Bill and Frank? What's, how do they impact the story? They didn't add anything. And I think that's just a totally wrong mindset. I think they add so much through the, through the perspective of like what their love can show what this world can look like, you know? Exactly. Honestly, like what a jarring scene showing Joel, Tess, Bill and Frank in a dinner party, even though, like, the, you know, the guns are out, and Joel and Bill are staring each other down, like, Tess and Frank are just like, oh, yes, we have, we're having a wonderful time, I think this is very civilized, thank you so much for having us over, and it's just jarring to see in that world, I don't think there's, I don't think there was anything even remotely close to that in the games. I agree. No, Mm. I don't think there is either, I mean, like, there's the big moment towards the end of the game that I don't want to spoil for people who are going to be watching the show for the first time because it's a very beautiful yeah. moment. But, um, yeah, like, this is just a... It's pretty much a whole bottle episode dedicated to, like, look at how nice the world can be. Even mm-hmm. though, like, there's things that want to eat your face everywhere. Like, love is still possible. It's super yeah. optimistic. It's Even, a, like, they could have... They could have... Well, they were going off story anyway, so they could have had... Frank die from the Raiders, they could have had Bill die from the Raiders, and Frank lives instead, like, if they're going off story, they really could have done anything, but the Raiders were just another footnote in their story. Yeah. They could have showed Frank dying and Bill becoming this hardened, like, you know, fuck everyone type of person, but right. this show, this episode was just, like, optimistic undertones all throughout it. They even Which... got, like, a perfect, like, honestly, I didn't know how Bill was going to be alone after Frank. I didn't think he would have, I like, after the relationship they built up, I don't see how they could have done it. And I was thinking about that the whole time. So when Bill was like, I've had a great life too, and I'm not doing this without you, I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. It's in a, in a sense, it's devastating, and in the other sense, it's like he's happy to go. You know, like he's got yeah. his purpose in life was Frank, and I think it's just, it's yeah. I don't know. At, at the risk of just sounding like a broken record, it's just so beautiful, and I was really moved by this episode. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the major departure because in the video games, um, Bill doesn't die, and so yeah, like to to for anyone who's listening, of course, you've watched the episode. Um, but yeah, they, they kill Bill, Bill and Frank, they choose to, (laughs) they they choose to, they they kill Bill. Uh, they choose to, you know, go out together rather than Bill have to live on without Frank and become, it's really interesting because where this episode ends is where, like, if he made a different decision, we could have gotten the bill from the video games, you know, like if he didn't choose to go out with Frank, 
enjoying what life was, we could have easily seen him become this version of Bill that's like grumpy and jaded and miserable towards the world. Yep. But instead we do not. Um, I think it was really the perfect choice. Like, they're not making a video game. You're not fighting zombies as Joel and Ellie. You're watching Joel and Ellie. And that made for the perfect television beat instead of something in a game. Because, like, I think you first meet a floater with Bill, right? And you have that whole basically boss fight at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, I'm sure that'll come up at some point, but, like, you just get way more poignant character moments that make for great television. Right. And And it works way better. It would have, like, I think at that point, if if that happened in the game, it would have been, it would have slowed the gameplay quite a bit. But it's perfect for TV. Right. And that's the thing about how well they're adapting The Last of Us for for TV is like these things, all the changes they're making make a lot of sense. Because an episode of The Last of Us where Ellie, Joel, and Bill go through a school shooting zombies or, you know, not zombies, but infected while while trying to, to get a car battery, it would actually be a very boring episode of television. It's... That that stuff works because you're playing a video game. It's an interactive medium. You're you're shooting things, and so the tension is constantly raised. But watching that for an hour straight, not only would it be completely void of any emotional weight for Bill as a character, but it it, it just would get really old just to watch them like creeping around in hallways for an hour. Could you imagine if instead of going to the people that would make it as well as these people do, it went to like. Michael Bay for an hour and 45 minute action movie. <laughs> imagine, imagine Michael Bay butchered The Last of Us. That'd be incredible. Random I mean, tangent. Wouldn't, but that'd be there, was, funny. there was plans to make a Last of Us movie. And, um, I don't see the, how that work. I don't either. And that's why it ended up being a TV show. But Sam Raimi was in talks to direct it. I love Sam Raimi. What the fuck were they thinking there? That's crazy. That is weird. I don't know much about Sam Raimi's filmography. I know Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. What else has he done? Evil Dead. All the Evil Dead movies. Oh, damn. Um, He's just known for, like, very over-the-top silly. Yeah. Silly vibes. So that's just weird that he was attached to Last of Us at some point. (laughs) 100%. Let's talk a little bit about Bill from the games, I think. Because Bill in the games... uh, This is already what I don't understand. It's the fans who are like, they... They've altered Bill too much as a character. They ruined Bill. I'm like, tell me about Bill as a character from the video games. Um, (laughs) Because I like that arc. I think it's a very entertaining arc. I think he's an interesting character. But really, all he is is a grumpy, miserable old man who is mad at Joel for showing up, for putting him at risk, and for bringing Ellie here. Um, On top of that, you never even see Frank, and you find his dead body as you're scavenging houses. And it's implied that he hates Bill and that he died trying to find a car battery, and he thinks that that's a better fate than spending his life living with Bill. It's pretty much what the note says. It's like, at least I didn't die cooped up in that house with you. You know, like he... Man. He yeah. he, he kind of hates him. So I think yeah. that that's kind of a really bleak arc, and that ties into how bleak Last of Us is, sure. Um, thematically, Bill in the games does still line up with The Last of Us. He says something along the lines of, like, loving... Loving people is only good for one thing in this world, and that's getting you hurt. Which is true to the world of The Last of Us, but it's a far more pessimistic version of that character. And I think having him still have a message and theme that ties into the core beats of The Last of Us, but through the perspective of love instead of hate, I mean, 
chef's kiss. You know, like that's just great stuff. Hell yeah, moi. I I do know. I think there's one thing that you, as a big fan of the Last of Us games and the TV show, but you've played the games a whole lot, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, <clears throat> I know you're very excited for um, Bill and Ellie's conversations, their dynamic, and you didn't get that. So and we will never get that. You'll never get that. But I'm sure. Do you think it's worth the change? Would you would you rather have Bill and Ellie's dynamic, and well, just Bill the way he is in the story, or would you rather have Bill and Frank and their whole fully fleshed out story? Like, if you had to pick one canon timeline for The Last of Us, which one do you think it is? Which one do you think it should be? If I had to pick, I would I would go with the TV show's version of of Bill. Oh. I feel it's um you know like I love all the dynamic between Ellie. In between Bill, I think it's very entertaining. It's very funny. I hope we get the magazine moment from the games in the next episode still. Um, There's hope. There is hope. I, I do like their, their chemistry, and I think some of the lines they have together are very memorable moments of that game for me. But Bill never really becomes a fully fleshed-out character. He's just a kind of MacGuffin to help them get a car, and then he's quickly escorted out of the story, and he's never seen again. And I think even though he is never going to be seen in this story again. The impact and the weight of, of not only his actions in, in helping Joel and Ellie out and what they have for the road now, but also what his moral story means for The Last of Us, I think is just so much more impactful and memorable than Bill as a character from the video games. And that's not the takeaway from the video games in any sense. I love that story. I just think... It's it's, it's done, better for a it's video done video. better here, you know. Like, yeah. I think they really drive home how how beautiful his story can be, rather than have it lean into this perspective of of hatred and resentment. Yeah. If you if you had to pick a favorite moment from the first three episodes of The Last of Us you've seen, all of them, what do you think? Were you, what would your favorite moment be? I love the moment in the video game where Joel says, "Was it everything you hoped for?" And Ellie's like, jury's still out, but man, you can't deny that view. I uh, I love that moment, and I think they, they nailed it. Even having Joel look at his watch the same way he oh, does yeah. in the game when yeah. Ellie goes to climb down the stairs, just spot on for me. But I also will be honest with you, one of my favorite moments from the first three episodes so far is the scene where, where Bill and Frank are just on one final walk around their town, and they're just taking each other in one last time before they go home for their dinner. And it's playing um, on the nature of daylight, which is a, it's a score that's featured in the movie arrival. And it's just a fantastic piece of music. And it's, is that the one with, sorry to interrupt. Is that the one with, um, what's her name? Um, she played Lois Lane. In oh yes. Yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah. Yeah. That, the is, alien that one, is that right? one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie, but getting off topic. No, that's okay. I just think that the the music that they they use in this scene it's just this kind of swo- sweeping grand music and it's just like it just feels like a love story coming to an end. It's a very perfect song to play here. And it's just devastating. This is where the tears started to roll in for me. Really? Yeah, this is where did, I was Did like, the piano damn. get you? Cuz the piano got me. Pianos just get me, man. Whenever there's yeah. a piano, I'm just like Pianos I'm at ri- I'm at risk of getting emotional. 100%. Um you asked me the question of, like, do I think that 
as a big fan of the game, do I think that Bill in the video game would be more entertaining to see? Or do I think that this version of his story is better? How do you feel? Do you find yourself lining up with the TV version of this character more? Oh, 100%. I, this was my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of, like, anything ever. I was so invested the entire time. And this show, by the way, I'm not, like, this show has a perfect three for three record of me not pulling out my phone once at all to check it, period. I'm, like, entranced with the screen. Yeah. It's, I think the only show I've ever watched that has done that so consistently, except for, like, maybe Arcane. Well, for the first three episodes, at least, I was equally entranced, but it's just doing so well. And... It's impressive because it's keeping you that captivated, and the episodes are like fucking eighty minutes. Like that's like <laughs> that's movie? crazy. I don't know if I've seen a movie that could do that to me. Like Interstellar, maybe I don't know. I like that one a lot, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. I I completely agree. Um, I wanted to ask you if you had any like standout moments from while you were watching this episode. If there was anything that you were just like. I mean, you had mentioned the piano moment at the beginning. Was there any other things from this episode where you were just like, holy shit, just breathtaking? Hmm. Um. The f- I didn't expect when Frank woke up and the Raiders were invading for it to sound like a war zone. That was very impressive. I thought that whole fight scene was really well done. And Frank and um, Bill said the fence would sort the rest out. I... I'm very impressed. It seemed to actually do that. That's so. you know what I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's just like, don't worry about it. That's problem solved. And then, <laughs> Bro and then they... set up the craziest defenses. His traps. That was cool. They're not. They're not playing around. Yeah, and of course the ending. Well, not the ending, but the ending of Frank and Bill. That entire time. Um, I'm, uh, is that when that song played when they were like walking around the town and yeah. they were mo- the, the whole montage? That that song. That was an incredible song. Yeah, that's the moment. Yeah. That entire time, I was also fully entranced. I was just so sad. And, like, I was like, oh, my God. Why is this tearing through me? I've known them for 40 minutes. Dude, I'm saying, like, it it feels like a personal attack for them to be like, (laughs) look at these two. Don't you love them so much? And don't you wish that there was a whole TV show dedicated? And they're both dead. Like, it's And you know what? In that way, the nihilism of The Last of Us sort of got through. Right. Not the nihilism, but the, the sadness of The Last of Us. Right. It, it, it got through, but in a way I'd prefer, at least. At you least they got to... some sort of happy ending. Right. I mean, it is a happy ending for them, right? Like, even though, And I think that's why this episode is so emotionally impactful, is that I, yeah. I found myself kind of forgetting at times, this is set in a post-apocalyptic world. This yep. is set in a world where everything has fallen apart, and there is clickers and bloaters and stalkers you know everywhere mm-hmm. uh if you go into a, a dark room you could die at any minute and yet watching this episode it's just a love story and i and i've said this so many times now but i just i truly think that that's the strength of this episode is that it's completely able to remove you for so long from from that world and you know the raiders showing up kind of pulls you back into that world before you end up leaving it again but even to the point where Frank's death is not because of anything because of this world. He dies of, uh, I believe it was ALS, right? That's that's that, what we had uh, predicted it know. was. They don't um, really say. Yeah, but I, it, it's a decent guess. It would render you wheelchair-bound eventually, I think. Um, and 
Frank did speak of it having no cure before the apocalypse started. So right. I think ALS is a good guess. I don't know a lot about diseases, but I mean, it even could have been the directors leaving it up to viewer's choice. Right. But I would, if I had to like throw out a guess, I would, I would say ALS. Yeah. Right. But I, I just think that the fact that their love story plays out how, how so many love stories do where they get, they get their peace, they get their house, they get their community, they have their friends. Right. Um, and then and then they die together you know like it's it's not the same type of uh, honestly it's bleakness that the last of us is you know like frank didn't hang himself because he got bit you know like that didn't happen no but like genuinely could anyone in the apocalypse have a better life i actually don't think it's possible i think that I this is genuinely either. the best life you could have that yeah. is the like happiest ending well, not ending everyone i mean in a sense everyone dies eventually and i'm glad that they one, got to do it on their own terms. Two, got to do it non-violently. Like, it's just really nice for, I mean, that day and age. Yeah. Like, the the apocalypse. Like, the best role you're going to get. I mean, you heard the way that Bill giggles when he eats that strawberry. <laughs> He's living a good <laughs> that life. Was, that was awesome. Really just a top-tier moment from Nick Offerman there. It really was. Um. Okay, oh, so like you know what? Oh, oh go ahead. Have... No, no, go ahead. Okay, can we talk about that letter? Yeah, so that was actually what I wanted to get into next because oh. um I just think that that letter you okay, you you speak on it first. Go ahead. It is like I was already I was like this episode is incredible, but that letter was perfect writing. It was the best Joel motivator. It was the best foreshadowing it was the best plot device and it was just huge that letter is huge it's like it it was well written like ellie read it until joel couldn't have her read it anymore like the whole thing about it it was just perfect it solidified this episode is like one of the best episodes television i've ever seen agreed and yeah like the fact that this episode works completely as a self-contained perfectly written bottle episode but that note it, it really is what the last of us is about you know yeah it it sets up everything that joel is going to feel in the next six episodes um i'm gonna read the uh, a section from the note really quickly because there's a particular part that i was like damn um bill writes i used to hate the world and i was happy when everyone died but i was wrong because there was one person worth saving that's what i did i saved him and i protected him that's why men like you and me are here. We have a job to do. And God help any motherfuckers who stand in our way. Yep. I can't wait to talk about this letter in the later episodes, but... Right. It's just... What? Man, it's like... Maybe... it that It's one of the strongest themes... Sorry, I had to spit that out. It's one of the strongest themes of the entire Last of Us series. It's like, hold on to what you can and fight for it with your entire life. Right. If you find and something worth loving, it's worth it, yeah, no matter what. Honestly, and like, I can't say any more about it without getting into spoilers, so I'll stop it there. But it's just great. And it's super hard for me doing these weekly episodes talking about this because <laughs> there's been moments where I've almost spoiled it. I'm like, oh, gotta catch myself. I know. But no, but it really does. It echoes everything that we're going to experience, and it, it it's it sets up Joel's journey of about finding love and joy in a world full of pain. And in a sense, finding whatever version of redemption can exist through, through love. 
Yeah. Um, wow. I just, I don't know, man. This is one hell of an episode of TV. I'm, I am kind of getting a little bit stuck on my thoughts for it here myself. Um, because well, I don't I'm know. I'm just if... so blown away by it. Do you think, I don't know if Bill needed redemption. I think that's personal to Joel. I think... That's, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. And it's not even that he needs redemption. It's that he's looking for it despite him needing it because his daughter died. And I don't... It's never explicitly said because it's like a theme. It's like a layer of the sh- of the show and the game. But what level of guilt Joel feels from his daughter dying versus what level of guilt he feels... How do I phrase this? Like, what level of guilt he feels for his daughter dying versus the relationship, the growth he feels with Ellie? Like, is it is this all guilt? Is this him being a natural father figure? Is this, like, something in between? I don't know, but it's it's powerful for sure. Yeah. No, 100%. I'm with you. I can't really think of any flaws of this episode. Can you think of anything that, like, you didn't like? Or is this really one of those, like, five out of five episodes for you? Because for me, I think I'm going to go there. I think this is, like, a five out of five episode of TV. I think the one flaw in this episode is the, you know, Archie Andrews attack by a bear moment where he dies and then is fine the next scene. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe it could have been done different. Maybe I'm dumb and sometimes people lose the life in their eyes and still live. It could be either one, but um, no, it's not enough for it to detract from being a five out of five. I still view it as a five out of five. Yeah, man. I just, I found myself, the fact that they're able to manage moving the story forward with Joel and Ellie, giving mm-hmm. moments with Joel and Ellie that actually feel like of impact to their, their character progression. Yeah. Um, and then also giving 45 minutes of a love story that tells, that spans decades it's crazy, and... That a whole lot of X amount of years later in that episode, for sure. Yeah, a lot of X amount of years later in this episode. Um, yep. I was so invested. I was keeping track of it, too. I was like, okay, 2004, then 2007. Okay. 2013? Um, then we, okay, then 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020, yeah, exactly. When it said 2023, I patted myself in the chest. I was like, I already know that. Right. I get thrown off, too, with the Last of Us TV show timeline versus the video game timeline, because the apocalypse starts in 2013 yeah. in the game. And yeah, that is one choice. I'm confused about. I I get. I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't get it necessarily. I don't understand it. I think. Um, it's, I think it'll come up later. Maybe. I I think really it's just a, it's just a particular choice, but I think it might be to to lock the world as a world without technology. You know, like 2013, we were getting kind of techno technologically advanced, even though that technology wouldn't work in that world. I think sure. it's just. It's to kind of freeze the world in a place of like, I don't know. You know, I don't, it, it is a weird, it's kind of a stretch, but I don't know. Yeah, it's not even a stretch, it's a choice. I, I, I get what you said, though. I, I think that makes actually a lot of sense. Like, there's no questions in the background about like, why don't they try to get electronic infrastructure back up? They could do leaps and bounds more than there now. It's just like Instead, they never made it there. Yeah, they never made it there. I think that's. A, I think it's a good choice. Mm. Is there any like big last things that you want to talk about this episode? Any final points that you have? <sighs> well, I also am saddened that 
Ellie Bill didn't get their moments because they were hilarious, all of them. Yeah. Um. We'll never get to hear. We'll never get to hear Bill say, "Hey, Joel, um, why don't you take all my food while you're at it?" You know, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, um, I think at one point Bill's like, "Joel, you keep an eye on her," and he's like, "Like a hawk," and it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, but. No, I, I think the final shot actually is incredible. Um, that pan back into the room, the window's open, it's beautiful outside, something about it, I don't know. You might be able to explain it better than me, but it's just very well done. And also, it fades into that song, which plays in the credits. I watched the whole credits, because that, I was like, it, it was incredible. Yeah, having thing. having that song be the credits choice was, was really moving. Um, that final shot, to me, says something about we know what's on the other side of that camera and we know it's not you know it's not something we want to see it's um but there's still something beautiful about it we're panning back into their room we're seeing the window that they looked out of every day um the sunset or the sunrise i can't quite tell what it was um because we just watched the episode for the first time same yeah um but we're seeing this very beautiful kind of picturesque view and i think it's just meant to represent like the final closing shot of their love story is is this it's nothing tragic it's not it's not their dead bodies laying in bed together it's it's the it's window that they looked out of you know it's just yeah. peace yeah that's how i interpreted it anyways what yeah what a good choice man i don't know i just can't praise them enough like that was such a great change to make and i don't know i don't know if i've ever approved of a change so radical from the canon than that it is like it is not a little change. This is a fucking oh. like huge deviation from the source material, and yet and here I am. Perfect. Yeah, here I am talking about it with such a passion that I honestly, I don't think I've ever had towards the Bill character. He's not a character that like, oh, absolutely that has any staying power over on me. Like, like the... until you told me that uh, Bill was being introduced in this episode, I was like, because I haven't, I haven't played the games in a couple of years, and I was like, oh, I thought that's when they met Tommy. I thought Tommy was that all that whole thing. And so I completely forgot about Bill. And now I'm like, I'll never forget about Bill. Right. It's Absolutely. So cool. I think it's just, it's made his character like retroactively just so much stronger. Yeah. Um, even though it's kind of a completely different take on the character, he's not the same character at all. At all. I think it's just basically a whole new character in, Tom, er, in uh, Frank. Right. And again, a character I fell in love with in the course of 45 minutes. And I've, yep. I've played this game five times. And the fact that they're able to add new things that are making me fall in love with the story even more. It's just, I can't praise them enough, like you said. Absolutely. Even that, like, that scene where uh, Frank's having a hot meal and just had a shower for the first time. And he looks up at Bill like, are you God? Like, this is incredible. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. He's just like, everything tastes good when you're hungry. And he's like, no, not this good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, stop. You you cooked me a beautiful chicken meal after I just had a hot shower. Are you? No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I also think, too, like, I just think this episode is genuinely great on-screen representation for, like, the LGBTQ movement. I think it's a very beautiful love story between two men. And it doesn't. It doesn't try and oversell it. It doesn't try and over-dramatize. Like, look, two dudes in the apocalypse, like, to get together. It's just it's just a love story. And I just think it's so effective because it's just a simple, beautiful love story. Yeah, I was so happy with that episode that I immediately went to Twitter after it ended. And one of the tweets I saw was, like, 
I can't believe I just saw one of the best queer love stories I have ever seen. And it ended so tragically. I am so sad. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. That's fair. True to life, I guess. True suppose. to life. Um, is I guess the last thing that I'd, I want to wrap on before we like completely close off the episode is is some of the Joel and Ellie scenes. Because I do think that, you know, a lot of people are like, this episode's wasted all its time on these characters who we'll never spend time with. But we get some pretty affecting Joel and Ellie moments. We have Ellie quizzing Joel to the point where he's, like, ready to put a, a knife into his ear. No. Um, just constant questions. And I think that's a fun kind of recreation of the dynamic of the game where you're, like, ten feet away from Ellie and she's just continuing to talk and just, like, mm-hmm. saying random shit. Um, on top of that, the scene with the plane where Ellie talks about how badly she wants to be in a plane and Joel talks about how she was on one and Ellie's like, you were up there. And Joel looks at the plane that has crashed next to him and he's like, so were they. Yeah. <laughs> Just a yeah. really good Joel moment. Excellent little Joel moment right there. Yeah. I also really liked, um, I like seeing the fatherly instincts. He's beginning to develop. He's beginning right. to develop uh, with like him saying, don't go down that road. I don't want you to see that. And she doesn't really understand the level of it. She's like, "Come on, what? It can't hurt me if it's not, if it's not like a threat." And then, you know, she sees it, and he's like, pretty sympathetic. He, he's beginning, he's beginning to dad up. Even even Joel doesn't know that he's super protective of her emotions <laughs> at this point. He's yeah. he doesn't have any idea that he's like purposefully trying to protect her from things that he might view damaging. But that's just Joel. He's always gonna be a father. He can't undad himself. I think at this point it might be one of the most beloved like tropes or character arcs in fiction and well, I don't know, real life, I guess, but like the the gruff, closed off, masculine character and then you know, like, uh, someone that needs caring for is brought in. This person's like, oh, I have a heart, you know? It's just so popular. You yeah. know, God of War, Last of Us, obviously. Um, Logan. Logan, yeah, Logan. Oh, I love Logan. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's one of the best stories. I, The last Joel and Ellie moment that I just wanted to mention before we get out of here... Um, and this was a moment that really stood out to me as a moment where, like, their bond is starting to to really strengthen. Is when mm-hmm. Ellie is like, I'm going to take a shower. And then she makes Joel take a shower. And she's just like, you need to take one because, whew. And then she walks out of the room. And then uh, Joel takes a shower and he comes out and he's got his hair kind of slicked back. And he's wearing, like, a, a flannel. And Ellie's, like, looking good. And he's straight up just like, shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> just funny. It's like, I haven't been praised in 30 years. You're not allowed to say that to me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, man. Um, Thank you for joining me and talking about this episode of TV. Fucking masterclass in breaking your heart and putting your heart together and then breaking it and then putting it back together again. Yes. I, at this point, I'm going to just flinch every time a new character is introduced. (laughs) I'm going to be like, oh, God. It's dangerous. It's it's also great because this episode shows you maybe we know the general overarching story of the last of us but shit do we right do we know what's gonna happen really we're talking like we've seen the games we've played the games we know what's gonna happen we're doing this podcast with no spoilers are they even gonna happen mm, yeah it's like, interesting like, you know like, there's, there's deviations they can make at any point in the story and as long as it doesn't change the core beats they're okay to do yeah 
five star well, five star once we get later TV. yeah five star for sure once we get later um on in the episodes i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna be like at what point do you think deviating would go too far I yeah, think that's, an interesting no, that, thing that's a good, that's a good question. We'll have to get into in some of the later episodes for sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. You can find the dive in on Instagram at the dive in movie cast on Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find my individual Instagram. I am at Hayden Kutris. You can find my letterbox at Hayden Kutris. And until next time, when lost in the darkness, look for the light. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Thank you.